Welcome to Real Testaments, the messages shared at Church of God Mission International, Church for Real. We trust God that through this message, your life will be transformed and you will receive grace to influence your world. God bless you as you listen. We thank you because we know that we are the verge of history. We know that we are the beginning points of greatness. We know that things are working out for us. We know that we are getting better. Lord, you that commanded light to shine in darkness has also commanded the same light to shine in our hearts. Lord, I pray this morning as we study and as we look into the scriptures in the word of God, a new revelation will dawn in our spirit. That revelation that will make us see ourselves like people that you have called and ordained. In the mighty name of Jesus. That revelation that will make us understand that we are bigger than our challenges. We are bigger than our limitations. We are even bigger than the past. Lord, we ask today that light will flood our hearts. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, mighty Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Last week we got talking. I told us. That for every quarter this year, we would be having a series on success. And it's tagged, I Succeed. And it's in line with our theme for the year, which is Empowered to Succeed. Meaning that there is a special grace of God upon our lives this year that will enable us to do things that we couldn't do before. That will enable us test success, experience success, and manifest success. And in trying to bring that topic, that team to bear, we will be taking series on success every quarter. And this time around, we started last week on, on general team on success fundamentals, but we zeroed down on success and purpose. And we said a whole lot of very important things. A few things stood out from the things that we said last week. We said last week that everybody wants to succeed. There is a short-term success, and then there is a life success, which is what we are all aiming at at the end of the day. Okay? Then we also said that death is not the worst tragedy that anybody can think about in life. That the worst tragedy is not death, but life itself, when it's lived without a purpose. And we explained all of that. When a man is living for nothing, then everything happens, everything comes, and everything stands. He has no direction. There is no reason for him to be alive. He loses motivation. There is no hope. But when you have understand the purpose for your life, then a whole lot of things make sense. Life cannot make sense until purpose is understood. Those are some of the things that we said last week. And we said that strong lives are motivated by strong purposes. Everybody who see who is doing mighty things, who you can say, oh, this guy's life is a blessing. Oh, this guy's life is an addition. Oh, this guy's life is an inspiration. Check them. You will see that they are fired with very strong purposes. That means that without purpose, you really can't go anywhere. You know, and then we also said that fulfillment is what you get 
when you accomplish what you were born to do, and everybody wants to be fulfilled, and that can only come when you accomplish what you were born to do. And success is the fulfillment of purpose. Hallelujah. You know, and then we took about 10 reasons why it's for us to discover purpose, a whole lot of them. Today, I want to zero in on how to find purpose, how to discover your purpose. If purpose is this important, if the discovery of purpose should be the most important discovery in anybody's life, if there is a reason God created me, if there is a question God wanted my life to answer, if there is a problem that God wanted me to solve, and I am supposed to put all of my life, like Jesus Christ said, he said, where your treasure is, that is where your heart will be. And there is nothing that can be more treasurable than the purpose for my life. Because in the purpose of my life is where I even derive my self-esteem. You understand that? Some people's self-esteem is based on how they look. But the bad thing about that is that looks don't last forever. You can be young and agile today with very wonderful physique. But by the time you get to 50, 60, 70, 80, all of those lovely gates that you carry, they disappear. Then you won't be able to take all those kind of pictures that you were taking now and posting everywhere. Most likely that time, Instagram will not mean anything to you anymore. Some people, their self-esteem is based on fame. That people know them, that they are famous. But we also know that that must not last forever. Today they celebrate you. Tomorrow another person will come something harder than you. And the whole world will forget you and you move on. You know, so, so those are the very wrong premises on which self-esteem can be built. The surest foundation to build self-esteem is got to be on who you really are. And one of the things we said last week is that there is nobody that was born for nothing. It doesn't matter the conditions where you live. It doesn't matter the circumstances of your birth. It doesn't matter. When we look into the word of God, we saw Jabez. We saw Gideon. We saw Saul. Even David. All these people from where they were when you look at where they ended up in life and, and you compare it from where they started, there is no correlation. That goes to tell us that the circumstances of our birth is not as important as what we were born to do. Amen? And everybody was created for something. There is nobody that God made for you just to complete the number. Oh, I want 180 million people to be in Nigeria. Now we have 179,999,000. So let's add one more person. There is nothing like that. Hallelujah. And the beautiful thing about purpose is that it is God who proposed something for your life. And the scary part of purpose is that when we get to heaven... The yardsticks of the judgment that we will have before God. Because the Bible says it's appointed unto the man wants to die. And after that is what? Judgment. And for a Christian, judgment is not going to be you lied, you stole. Because all that have been washed away. He said, I am he that blots out thy transgression 
and remembers your sin no more. So if he does not remember my sin, then what is he going to be using to judge me on the last day? So it's, it has not to be sin. It's not sin. Do you understand that? Therefore, the judgment on the last day, the most important question everybody is going to be asked is what did you do with your life? Then you would not say I was successful because I did more than Shady did. Oh, I was successful because I was better than Pastor Patrick. No, it's going to be success is what you have done compared to what you should have done. You understand that? So it's not compared to what somebody else has done. And so everybody will get a reward of what he did with his body, with his life, with his time on earth. That's what that judgment day is all about. So there is a scary part, and then there is a very important part. The important part of it is that when you find that purpose, then you will realize that you are a blessing to life. You will realize that you are an addition to society. Hallelujah. Then you will realize that you are a solution to a problem. There is a problem that you were born to solve. Every one of us. Nobody is useless. There is a problem that you were born to solve. There is a value you were born to add to society. And until you add that value, society will always miss that value. It doesn't matter whether it looks like what somebody else is doing. When you do it, it is different. Because you are unique. Because in purpose, we find that everybody is unique. That's why no two persons have the same fingerprints. Everybody is unique. So before they look down on you and talk down on you, remember that you were born for something. You were born for value. You were born for a good cause. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so it becomes very important for us to ask ourselves, how do we then find purpose? Because the truth of the matter is a lot of us go through life without ever touching the very essence for which they were born. Pastor Sam gave a story when he was talking about this topic. He gave a story of a great general who died. And so this guy died and went to heaven. And... um, Apostle Peter was talking to somebody and was describing him and was saying, ah, that guy was the greatest general that ever lived on earth. And then somebody who knew him on earth said, ah, no, Peter, that guy, no, now. I knew that guy. I knew him down there when we were all on earth. That guy was just a common laborer. He was never in the army. And then the apostle said, oh, really? But in our records, he was designed to be the greatest general that ever lived. You see that difference? You see the variation? He was, he was designed and purposed to be the best and the greatest general that ever lived. But he led life a pauper. That, for me, is the worst strategy anybody can find. We, we find ourselves in this part of the world where what comes to our belly is the most important thing to us. Now, it is very easy to get carried away with where we find ourselves. Now, let me tell you why I know that our mindset is wrong. Let me tell you why I know that our mindset is wrong. Why do we go to school in Nigeria? Can we cross the answers for me? So that we can graduate with a good degree, Abby? Why do we need a good degree? So that we can what? 
we can get a good job. Why do we need a good job? So that we can do what? Pay the bills. Eat good food. Drive a good car. Marry and populate the world. Isn't it? Now let me ask you. What if all these things have been provided for? What if you don't need to work to eat? What if you don't need to pay for a house because there is a house already available for you? What if you don't need to do a wedding because in the custom you don't even need to marry? Do you understand that? So when we live our life pursuing these things, we're actually chasing shadows. Because there are some people in this world who do not work for these things. They don't even pray for it. <laughs> they don't pray for it. It's not on their prayer list. What to eat, what to wear, what to drive, where to stay. It doesn't come on their prayer list at all. Because it's been provided. Man of God, will you start praying again for this shirt that you are wearing? You already have it. So when we live our lives chasing those things, and Jesus was very emphatic about it. In fact, he said, do not place a thought on what you would eat, what you would wear, where you would live, what you would drive. He said, because of these things, the hidden, when he talks about the hidden, he's talking about the people who don't know God, who do not appreciate their purpose for their life. He said, for these same things, the hidden chase after. What did he say we should chase after? He said, seek ye first words. What is the kingdom of God? Kingdom of God is not just getting born again. The kingdom of God is the purpose of God on the earth. That's the kingdom of God. It's a sum total of God's sojourn, God's idea, God's plans for the earth. That's the totality. That's what they call the kingdom of God. God's principles, God's way of life. He says, and these other things we do what? will be added unto you. They will be the ones that will be pursuing you. Houses will be pursuing you. You will get this one today, you will give it out tomorrow. Have you seen people that everybody is dashing cars? Say, oh, I had, oh, come to my house. Which, okay, take that one. Just stay. Oh, where are the keys? Um, James, bring the key to this car. Take. Hallelujah. Because that is not the life. When you are in purpose, this thing will pursue you. I, I talked about Bill Gates last week. And I said, Bill Gates resigned from his job as CEO of Microsoft to pursue empowering the world, helping the poor. He left that lucrative job to pursue that. Guess what happened two or three weeks afterwards? The second richest man in the world came up and said, I am going to give $1.5 billion every year, Warren Buffet, I will give $1.5 billion every year to Bill Gates and Melinda Gates Foundation to help me distribute it to the poor. Why? Where there is purpose, there is what? Provision. He didn't need to go looking for $1.5 billion. All he needed to do was find his stay in it, and then the money started coming. As at the last time I checked, when we did a study sometime and we looked at the 10 richest men in the world, about nine of them are all given to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Check it, it's on the internet. Hallelujah. 
Because somebody found purpose and got into it. Why do you think Mark Zuckerberg gave 95% of Facebook? Where did the money go to? It's there. <laughs> That's where the money went to. Hallelujah. Amen. So purpose is important. So when you find purpose and you are doing it, all these other things will be coming and they added because people will just be giving to you to fulfill that purpose. Hallelujah. Okay, how do we then find purpose? If purpose is so important, one thing you must know that purpose is not found in what you will take out of society. It's not what you will take out of society that is the purpose of your... There is nobody that was born to take out. That is why the beggar is not even in purpose. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Purpose is found not in what you will take out of society, but what you will add to it. Because nobody is a minus. The one that takes out is a minus. In simple accounting, when they taught us accounting for non-accountants, they said that you have assets or what? Liability. An asset is what gives you income. What gives you income? What gives you money? A liability is what takes it out. Do you understand that? So the person who is not adding to society but takes out of society is a liability. And God did not create liabilities. Everybody God made is an asset. So that means that purpose is not found in what you can take out of society but what you can put into it. And so let me go to answering this question. How do we then find purpose? Galatians chapter 1 verse 15 and 16 gives us an idea of one way to find purpose. He said, but when it pleased God who had separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace. Verse 16. To reveal his son. Are you seeing the purpose there? To reveal his son in me that I may preach him among the hidden. Now go to Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5. Let's cement it together. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5. I'm asking the question, how do we find purpose? How do we discover the purpose for our lives? He says, before I formed thee, are you seeing the way God talking now? He said, before I formed thee in the belly, in the womb, I knew thee. That means you are not an accident. It didn't just happen. He said, before you were conceived, before your mommy married your papa, I already knew you. I knew you would be coming. By the way, who chose to be a Nigerian? Anybody here? You told God, you said, God, I want to be a Nigerian, and then you made you a Nigerian. Anybody? You just found yourself. You didn't choose to be a Bini man. You didn't choose to be a Do. You didn't choose to be Ishan. You didn't choose to be Bo, anything. You just found yourself there. Isn't it? Good. There is a hand behind it. See what he says? He said, before I even formed you, I already knew you. And before thou came forth out of the womb, I sanctified them, means separated. Separated thee and ordained. <laughs> ordained thee a prophet. For this guy, his own purpose was to be a prophet. But it is the same principle for everybody. So the first way to find and discover purpose is by revelation. By revelation. Now look at this. When you want to know the purpose for a product, you see something, 
You don't know what it is used for. You just look at this item, this product. And then they told you that, oh, you can actually find out what it is meant for. Who would you likely want to ask? The manufacturer, isn't it? Simple. So because the guy who manufactured it, manufactured it for what? A purpose. So you go to him and say, hey, okay, Mr. Manufacturer, please. What is the purpose for this thing? It looks like syringe. Can I use it to suck juice? He then tells you, oh, it is not meant for that. It is meant for this and this and that. So every product has its own use. And the safest person to ask is the person who made it. So if God created me and knew me before I was born, ordained me before I was born, it didn't make sense that I should go to him to ask, God, why did you create me? Why am I a Nigerian? Why am I here? What is the reason for my life? You know, many times religion has painted God as that fearsome looking being that nobody can approach. But that's really not the way God is. Every time you take the time to ask God a question, he will always answer. It may not come in the way and the time you expect it. But if your heart is open, you will hear him. He will tell you what it is. You will suddenly understand what it is. So the first person to ask is to ask God, God, why did you create me? Since you said before you knew, before I was born, before I was in the belly, you already knew me. Why did you send me to Nigeria? There is a reason we are Nigerians and not Americans. Yes, you may not like the country. You may not like where you find yourself. But there is a reason for that. If you find that reason, then you will find that life begin to make sense to you. Hallelujah. So the first thing to do is to ask God. Because the first way to find purpose is by revelation. When you ask God, God, why am I here? Why, why am I here? Why did you put all of these things in me? And God will show you. He'll begin to open your eyes and things will begin to make sense to you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Then the second thing. The second thing that you can use to discover purpose is this. You know, when I picked up the instrument, and for any reason I cannot ask the manufacturer, or maybe I don't want to go to the manufacturer. At times, when you look at how a product is designed, it would give you an idea of what it could be used for. If I brought this and I brought a spoon, you have never seen either of them before, and I gave you a plate of rice, I am very sure, even if you were born in Yorokoriyon, and you have been there all your life, <laughs> ask Pastor Oish, or ask Omo, <laughs> even if you were born there, I am very sure that because of the design of a spoon, you will know that it is more suitable for the rice than this charger. So observation is one way to know purpose. Observation. What is your design? How are you designed? I was talking last week about some people that are heavily introverted. And then maybe in your family, everybody is an extrovert. You're the only introvert. And they will bully you for that. But the truth is that your design is a key 
to your purpose. Because every product is designed for what it was created for. The features in that product is to enable it fulfill the purpose for which it was created. So the person who is extroverted, there is a reason for that. So instead of trying to be like somebody else, the person who is extroverted, who is more, who is more conscious of his environment than his inner self, there is a reason for that. So that what you need to do is to find out how do I use this extrovert nature of mine, this temperament of mine, how can it be an addition to society? Hallelujah. Same thing with a guy who is introverted. He is more in touch with his, with his feelings than his, even his environment. So he could find himself in a place he's just all by himself reading and studying. Most introverted people are bookworms. You know, we call them bookworms. And there's a reason for that. So instead of trying to be like your brother who is the guy at what he enters the hall, everybody knows as he has entered. Instead of being like the Stanleys of this world, there is a reason why a daisy was created the way she was. Stanley can never fit into the things that Daisy does. The kind of people that Daisy sees every day, Stanley can stand them. He can. Abi, can he? <laughs> Stanley, can you stand sick people? <laughs> can you imagine Stanley with stethoscope and syringe? Me, me, I will take off. If you were sick before, you would be well. <laughs> I mean, you see a doctor coming into the theater laughing and making jokes like Stanley, you'll be well by force. But send a Dr. Daisy there. You see where the temperament comes in? Yes. Your design is a pointer to your purpose. There is a reason why you always want to get to the heart of the matter. There is a reason why you are investigative in nature. It's not just the spirit of suspicion. There is a reason why first answers don't stay with you. You want to know why is the why. You know, like my, I have my kids are in that stage in their life where it's really my daughter. When they start that why thing, you better know where they are going to and end it. If not, daddy, why are you wearing this shirt? You say, ah, because I'm going to preach today. Daddy, why are you going to preach? Because I am the pastor and the pastor preaches. Daddy, why are you the pastor? <laughs> In fact, at times I lose it. I say, don't ask me any questions. Don't ask me. <laughs> Hallelujah. But it's a reason why you are intuitive. It's intelligence to begin to ask questions. There is a reason. Another way to discover purpose is to ask yourself, what do you love? What do you love? It would be amazing for us to find out that every one of us loves different things. What do you love? Some people just love to see other people happy. They can't just stay in a place and it's gloomy. They can't. You know, going back to where we started from, Dan, imagine if you got up 20 years ago when you were going to university, I'm assuming, and you went to your dad and told your dad you wanted to be a comedian. You fit. Do you understand? Even music. You fit. It's now that parents are now buying ball for their children. Come on, learn how to play ball. Not to see Ronaldo. <laughs> Before. Ah. 
Say you are not going to school and you are playing ball. They will call you what? NFA, no future ambition. Why? The courses we read. You know, maybe you even like me. When I was going into school, I told us some time ago, when I was going to school, I, I, I didn't know the course to choose. Nobody to advise me. So I took that damn brochure. You know it now, those days. And I started looking for courses. And I saw one course, Geology. I said, this one sounds heavy. That is the course. <laughs> That's how I chose the course I, I wanted to study. It just sounded heavy, complicated. Oh, I like it. Now, what was at the back of everybody choosing a course those days? So that when you finish... You can get a job. Isn't it? But do you know that whatever it is you read, I'm very sure you have framed your certificate and it is hanging somewhere. You don't even know where it is. Why? Right now, he is making people laugh. And in making people laugh, banishing away anger and frustration from people's life, his wallet is getting what? Fat. So I am even sure that many a time, what gives him more satisfaction is not the paycheck at the end of the show. It's the way the whole place was scattering when he was cracking the jokes. Am I right, sir? Yes. But imagine if at that time you say, Daddy, I want to be a comedian. But now, the guy got to hear you. You say, that's my son. <laughs> that's my son. Purpose is what gives value to your life. Another pointer to purpose could be what you hate. Some of us just can't stand injustice. Where people oppress those that cannot stand for themselves. Some of us cannot just stand the wickedness in our society. It eats you. It makes you sleepless. Some of us hate dirty environments. We hate to see people dress shabbily. We just hate it when people are ignorant. Somebody like me, I hate ignorance with a passion. No wonder... My purpose is to bring knowledge, information. So what you hate can be a pointer to the problem you were raised to solve. You know, we were praying this morning and we were talking about darkness. So why, why can somebody stay in an environment that is filthy and he doesn't care? They can climb dustbin and enter their bedroom and sleep. And they will even sleep well. Don't think they will, they will have nightmares. They will sleep well though. But you will enter there and you can't. Because there is something in you that kicks in when it sees those being. You just hate dirty environments. There is an addition that your life was created to add. So what you hate, the guy who hates injustice, who hates oppression, can just say, you know what, I am going to, I'm going to study law. So I can defend the defenseless. You see that now? I know that there are people who go studying law because they want to take advantage of it. No, but I'm talking about the guy who is purpose-driven. At times, you may even study it and wear the wig and still not know why you studied it. You may think it's so that you can get contracts. Then one day, like Saul of Tarsus, revelation will come into your heart and then you realize that, ah, no wonder. Oh, let me talk about Paul a little bit. Before he was born again, he was so passionate about people who were not serving God well. So he went everywhere. He was a lawyer, well-educated, well-trained guy. So he went everywhere. When he looked at the law and he saw the way some Christians were living, he said, no, 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 this is not what is in the law. So he was so passionate about it, he was going, arresting them. I mean, that guy was, when you talk about zeal, 
But the day he got born again, he didn't realize that, oh, oh, no wonder I am this kind of person. All of a sudden, he made a turn and started pursuing God and serving God with the same passion he pursued persecuting the Christians. All of a sudden, his training as a lawyer now made sense. Because now he could argue scripture precept upon precept, line upon line. He would tear it down. He would study. Those are the disciplines he learned as a lawyer. Even at that time, he did not know that this was why he was training in that line. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So what you hate can be a pointer to what your purpose in life is. Hallelujah. Another thing that you can also use to find purpose is gifts and talents. Hmm. Gifts and talents. Gifts and talents. You know, I'm so grateful to God that God inspired us to craft a vision for our ministry. And one of the high points of that vision is that we were created to add value to society. And so, we say to ourselves that if I knew and I sing, let's say I have the gift I could sing, I realize that it is not to be in a church choir. I can be in a church choir, but there is a bigger purpose for that gift. Do you understand what I'm talking about? So what I've been asking myself is how can I use this gift? Because not everybody that can use that gift. Not everybody that has that gift. Several years ago, when we were growing up, I loved singing. Till today, I still love music. So we were going to have a program. And all of us just joined the choir. Man of God. We joined choir. We do rehearsal for weeks. On the day of the show, as we land stage, I forgot all the songs from beginning to end. I couldn't remember one word. One. I was just... After that day, I knew this was not my ministry. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot the song completely. I was all the choir rehearsal. All night all I day. Everything I go. I just forgot all the songs. <laughs> it was that day I said, music ministry. Bye-bye. <laughs> there are some other people. As I'm teaching this word now, the songs are forming in your head. What comes to you Natural, but guess what? I am in my domain. I am in my domain. When it's time to teach the word of God or teach principles, teach anything, anything teachable. Because when I used to teach mathematics, it was the same thing. And guess what? All my students, none of them failed, none. Hallelujah. Praise God. What God, that is what comes to me naturally. That's where my gift is. If I know it, I can teach it. But there are some other persons who will give microphone now, even give them the outline from beginning to the end. They can't stand here. See, everybody's gift is different. Everybody's gift is different. Because everybody's purpose is different. So there is a reason your heart is always towards that area. What comes to you naturally is part of your design. It's part of your design. It's a proof to what God has called you to do. So when you find it, 
When you find it, then you will begin to live in purpose. Purpose, we have said, is the most important thing in our lives. And for you to find purpose, for you to discover the purpose for your life, one, you can ask God. Two, what do you love? Three, what is it that you hate? What keeps you awake at night? What keeps you awake at night? One reason I know that God called us to change this country is the way the the issues of this country affect us. The way it affects me, for one. There are days I can't sleep when I begin to think about Nigeria. I just can't find sleep. It affects me so badly that so much in anything that I see, my wife will tell you, even when we are watching movies, and they behave in a particular way, I say, ah, can you imagine this was in Nigeria? I always do that. Why? There is an undying passion in my heart to change this country. That's purpose. Hallelujah. You can ask yourself, what do I love? What gifts do I possess? What is my design? Those innate abilities that you carry are all pointers to what God has called you to do. And there is never a time that is too late to begin to work in purpose. Yes, it may mean that you will not be able to accomplish all that you could have accomplished if you found out earlier. But it is better to have started than never started at all. And like I said, it doesn't matter where you are now. It doesn't matter where you were born. It doesn't matter the circumstance of your life. Now to put food on the table may be the most important thing to you. But the truth of the matter still remains that you are a solution to the problem of society. You are a gift to your generation. You are a gift to your generation. There is nobody that was born for nothing. Nobody. So what I want you to do today is to begin to ask yourself those questions and look inwards and talk to God. Because when you do that, then you will begin to find that your life is not an accident. Then you will see that your self-esteem will, will multiply. Because then you will also suddenly find out that I am special. I am unique. I am created for a purpose. Can you bow your head this morning as we begin to talk to God? Hallelujah. Oh, glory. Talk to God. Talk to God. Ask God. Ask Him. Perhaps you have never, never, ever considered what is the reason for my life. What is the purpose for my being? Perhaps you have never really had time to ask that. Perhaps you are one of those that have thought that it is just go to school, get a job, marry, give birth to children, make money, build house. That is a very small life. I want you to talk to God this morning. Say, Father, open my eyes. Let me see and understand and appreciate the purpose for my life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Are you praying this morning? In the name of Jesus. Open my eyes, Lord. Open my eyes, Lord. Open my eyes, Lord. Why am I here? Why did you create me? What is the problem I was born to solve? What is the value that I was born to give to society? In the name of Jesus. Open my heart, oh God. Open my eyes in the name of Jesus. I pray today that your life will turn around for the better. In the name of Jesus. I pray today that your eyes will be open to see what God called you to be. To know why he has ordained you. 
I pray today that you will know the reason for your life. I pray today that you will come in contact with the purpose for which God ordained you and sent you to this world. I pray today that your life's value and quality will increase and improve as you discover purpose in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray today that you will catch a revelation that will make you see that you were not designed to be small. You were not designed to be small. Poverty is not a part of the design that God has placed in your life. As you find purpose, you will begin to work in the fullness of God's provision in the mighty name of Jesus. May the hand of God be strong upon you. May he show you mercy and may he show you life full of fulfillment and purpose in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Give God praise. This message was brought to you by Church of God Mission International, Church for Real. For more information, visit our website, www.churchforreal.org. Church for Real, influence your world.